Welcome to You Don't Even Like This Band, a podcast about bands you probably don't even like. With your hosts, Adam Todd Brown, Andy Sell, and Travis Clark. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pod the Life. I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm Travis Monkey Clark. And who are you? Oh, is it me? Is it me? Is it? I'm Andy. Hi. Hi, Andy. (laughs) Wow. That was that was a smooth intro. Was the most passive aggressive intro I've encountered in some time. (laughs) We are kicking off the series finale of Pod the Life correctly. They were on an island the whole time, and they're all going to meet in the church, and they all meant something to each other at different points in their lives. Spoiler alert. It was all in the meth addict's head this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the Tommy Westfall multiverse includes corn. Thank God. Yeah, Yeah, it really does. That's That's what the song Cold is about, actually. That's true. We're ending the series a little early. We got three albums to go, and we're going to cover them all in this episode because we have to take a little break so Andy can move. Andy, why do you want to leave us? We've been so close for so long, and now all of a sudden you're like, I'm out, D5000. Andy, would it kill you to call your father? Give me a call. Or your mother. Wait, I, okay, I'm I'm lost again. (laughs) Who is, you're both my grandmother, right? We're both mother. your mother, I, father. You're both my, oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, look, there just comes a time when every uh, little baby bird needs to leave the nest and spread his wings and uh, plummet to the sidewalk below. Sure. You're breaking our heart, Andy. You are. And really, there's someone who's going to miss you the most. Stop it. Uh-oh, no. who is it? No. It's it's a it's a little Please friend. Please tell me it's it's Liam Gallagher's dad. <laughs> Oi. <laughs> I told you this whole time that if you wanted to go out on your fucking own, you need to go make a man of yourself. Oh, and if you're going to make a cunt. man of yourself, there's only one way to do that, and that's to hug a fucking syphilis bear. God damn it! <laughs> syphilis bear? Hi, Andy. I heard you're moving away. I sure could use a hug before you hit the old dust trail. Uh, syphilis bear, I don't know if you know this, but there's, um, mm-hmm. it's not safe to hug people. It's safe to hug syphilis bear. Or it's Have like, you ever heard of COVID growing on a syphilis bear? I haven't. It has never been safe to hug a syphilis bear. That's, that's pre-pandemic. Hey, man. That's a thing that's just been the truth the Listen, whole time. I'll wear a mask if it makes you feel better. You, f- you, oh bear with a I'm mask. I'm finally on. responding to this fucking thing and not just denying its existence. Look, it's all that's, baby steps forward. It's progress. That's just that's recognizing there's an issue had, is progress. That is what quarantine has done to me. Is quarantine? that I am, I am <laughs> quarantine? Yes. But the, don't like. It sounds like we're just ending the podcast forever. But no, we've already. No, figured, we're not. No. Yeah, we've we've already figured out what band we're doing next. No oh spoilers. God. But it's gonna oh, already, be. I spoiled it. Yeah, oh, Travis, Travis yeah. already spoiled it. <laughs> I'm not on, on Twitter in, anymore. On Instagram and Twitter. Okay, so we're doing Marilyn Manson next season. <laughs> <laughs> or 
I didn't say that. I just posted a gif of his weird ass doing shit. And I was just like, I think we found a new topic. <laughs> so, and then we have to do Hanson. Marilyn Hanson. And then we, have we to, should do Marilyn Hanson. And then we have to do the new radicals. Yeah, let's do Marilyn Hanson. We'll just do one season where we alternate episodes. One about Marilyn Manson, one about Hanson. <laughs> oh, my God. I would love that. Marilyn then, Hanson. That's what it's. Yes. yes. Oh, my God. Sweet. Mm, bops are made of these. <laughs> mm, mm, but before we do all that, we have to finish up Pod the Life. You know what? Before you can enjoy your dessert, you got to finish your corn. <laughs> that's right and we're we're kicking this episode off at a momentous moment a momentous moment that doesn't sound right i that's mean so, a, a moment is momentous just let's not question it i think it's it's a momentous moment is an accurate portrayal of what happened yeah like kind of like I, i'm a, a human person mm, i disagree with both of those descriptors yeah but that's neither here nor there corn is a band that plays music Again, that I'm, I'm not sure, that <laughs> I'm sure those words work in that <laughs> sentence. We are at the point in Cornstory mm. where Brian Head Welch returns to the fold. How exciting. It's, it's also too like when you when you when you quit a job and say, fuck you guys, I'm out of here. And then you have to come back and go, I'm sorry, guys, I could really use the work. It's sad. It makes me sad. Yeah, but no, Travis, that's not what happened. What happened was God God was outside of corn and was like, hey, hey, Grape Jelly, come over here. Hang out with me for a minute. And Grape Jelly was like, well, you're God, so okay, I'm going to do God's that. God's on the outside. He's looking <laughs> in. And then Grape Jelly and God hung out for a while. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, God bailed on him one day and then... uh grape jelly his phone rang and he answered it and it was, god was like on the other end god was like hey it's me god i'm in corn now you should come back to corn right but then he told jonathan and jonathan was like god hates me <laughs> god, get, well, that's why he was in corn was so he could make fun of jonathan oh yeah, okay which is what the nothing is about yes well not quite oh <laughs> <laughs> No, that is, uh, yeah, yeah, okay, we'll get to that. We'll get to it, yeah. Spoiler alert, very sad ending coming to this oh, podcast. Boy. Yeah, yeah, My it's God. not. Has there been an episode that didn't end with us being like, fuck? Well, not not the way this one does. Okay. I think the first episode ended that way, and so it only makes sense that the very last episode ends that way. Oh, bookends, it bookends a fuck, yeah. Yeah, I suppose yeah. that makes sense, but... uh Let's get back to head. <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest, the first episode started that way. He rejoined the band in between Corn 3, Remember Who You Are, which is their breakthrough dubstep album, mm -hmm. and this album, The Paradigm Shift. And to mark the occasion, the band included a bonus DVD about Head's return <laughs> and the making of The Paradigm Shift. Guess which half I watched. <laughs> Part about Head's return. Uh, it's called Reconciliation, or no, just Reconciliation. Oh, okay. No, they the Recorn missed opportunity there for sure. That, why wouldn't you call it that? It's yeah, right there, right there, right there. I think we have to start a corn tribute band when we're done with this. Oh, I'd be all for that as long as it's acoustic. Can I sure. play? Can I play the Simbasso? I'm yeah. playing the glass harmonica. No nope. questions. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm the glass harmonica player. <laughs> and I'm wearing the pig mask. 
So the opening of this DVD is really enlightening in that it makes pretty clear who in the band is cool and who's not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's the ones that are smoking cigarettes, right? Well, obviously. Yeah. And you, you figure that out from each bandmate giving their quote about head leaving. <laughs> yeah, why, why? Is one of them different than the others? Yeah, if you can believe it. But first, here's head's reason for why he left. It's a blur because I was on three different kinds of methamphetamines, but all I know is I wasn't happy, I didn't like being in the band, I didn't like most of the guys, and I <laughs> didn't like myself more than anything. Most of the guys... So there's yeah. one person he liked, and the rest of the band he was like, fuck you guys. Also, I'm going to be uh, very honest here. I've, I've, I guess I've lived a bit of a sheltered life. There's more than one kind of methamphetamine? <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I mean, like, there's, there's, okay. Is it like when you're there's, like, oh, I have Himalayan salt, and I have oregano <laughs> salt? Like, is it all flavored? Well, or? There's, there's, there's amphetamine salts. There's, <laughs> there's um, bath salts. Sure, there's, sure, sure. There's prescribed meth. Well, amphetamine salts is, I mean, that's what Adderall is. Uh, it's an amphetamine oh, salt. Yeah. The rare Andy being serious moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Andy knows from methamphetamines. Don't uh, you yeah, worry. Yeah, you, you look, you want to talk about fucking speed. All right. Oh, we'll I got, I got a methamphetamine guy. You have you met Andy cell? He won't hug a bear, but he will talk to you about meth. <laughs> got to hug that bear, Andy. Uh, that's why I can't hug bears. That's a trigger for me. It's, it's, it's a relapse. Uh, it's a relapse condition for mm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Let's go through each band member's reaction to Head leaving, in their own words, from this DVD. And uh, just figure out which one of these three is probably the the not-so-nice guy in the band. Uh, okay. Here's Fieldy's response. He told me he was in a situation where his daughter was at home with a babysitter, and his wife left to Hawaii and just left his kid. So I was like, I'd do the same thing. When I look back on it now... It was just a decision he had to make. Yeah, that sounds that sounds reasonable. Sounds okay. reasonable. Yeah, so here far. is. Can I give you monkeys? Can I do monkeys? Yes, go ahead. I want to do. I just want to do a little. I want to have a little fun with it. I want to do a character. Can I? I'm not going to do it cold. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull a little something into it. Is that okay? Yes. Okay. It was like losing a family member. I consider Brian a brother. It was devastating. Is that, Travis, would you like to take Jay Devil's response? I would. Should I give it more or was no, that good? No, I think good? it was great. Is that good? Okay. Uh, and here's what Jay Devil had to say. He quit something about God and he was leaving. <laughs> he said it exactly like that on the DVD, too. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> so that was an entire swallow of orange soda that went all over nice. my table. Andy is soaked right now. Oh god. I got to get a paper towel. I'll be right back. Wow. I didn't expect that to do that to him. That was quite a reaction on Andy's part. Wow, covered that... in fluid, my friend. You are covered in fluid. <laughs> I know. It's so is, so is my table and the, the bench that I'm sitting on. Wow. I was not expecting that, and that all came out my nose. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly Jay Devil is the asshole here. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, yeah. 
something about God. <laughs> yeah, he quit. Something about God, and he was leaving. I don't know. Whatever. Only one of the founding members of the band who gives a fuck. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, it's also like his reason, the reason he gives is like, I was an addict. I was miserable. I was, I, nothing I was doing was healthy for me. And I had an antagonistic relationship with, I mean, we, what we now know, an antagonistic relationship with the front man of the band. Like, sure. Yeah. Get the fuck out of there. What are you doing? Yeah, it would be pretty fucking mis- I mean, I've worked in situations where I hated most of the people I worked with, and it's very unpleasant. Like, it's not good. Yeah, no, no, you can't, it's, you can't stay, that's, to- it's, to- it's toxic. It, and yeah, it uh, it's also you. a lose-lose situation for him. It's like you stay in the band, you perpetuate all of this shit, and you leave the band, and your job goes away, and now you're like, well, I hope those ba- that back catalog keeps selling, you know? Yeah. Head has a couple of different quotes about why he came back. There's this one from the DVD. I was happy with my new life, but then that thorn in your side, you know, you're just like, that is a fucking quote. Um, I, he meant to say spear, right? Because, because Jesus, right? Like spear of destiny. Sure. Yeah. This is another quote that is from a magazine interview. Also from head. So we need to figure out what's right for our lives for this time, you know? I did that. I followed God right back into corn, and he's there, and I'm not separated from them or the fans any longer. It says in the Bible he's going to restore all things. God is so good that he's restored me in that way. One, I don't think God meant corn. At all. What if what if that's in the Bible when it said that? That's Listen, literally what it meant. Some God's scholars... gonna bring the silver bullet back to corn. <laughs> some theologians think he's talking about Israel, some people think he's talking about corn. It's very open for interpretation depending on which prophet you're listening to. Well, I mean also you know, not to be a dick, but if it says he's gonna restore all things, this is included in all things. Corn is part of all things. Corn is part of the plan, you know? Things were one way and then God restored them. <laughs> Things were one way, then they were a different way, and then God said, No fucking way, man. Put it back. Put it back. Take my name out of your song. <laughs> God's that's, that's, pretty cool. Were you just doing Harrison Ford if he was God in Air Force One? Yes, I was. <laughs> also, how crazy would it be if God did join Corn? Oh oh my god. Get out well, of but here. they wouldn't let Terry Bozio be the drummer, though. <laughs> oh, that's true. So they met up again <laughs> at a music festival called the Carolina Rebellion Festival, which right off that's... the bat, just that name. I'm, I'm that, out. No, 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 nope. no, no one. <laughs> no, nope. don't go to that. Hard pass. Don't go to that one. That's um, no. Head was there because his daughter wanted to see Evanescence. What was Evanescence doing? Okay, whatever. They're a metal band, baby. Yeah, but I mean, I just, it's called Carolina Rebellion. I'm picturing like Kid Rock and Kid Rock. I'm picturing basically just Kid Rock for seven hours. Kid Rock and Leonard Skinner. Yeah. And maybe a little bit of Bo Bice on the second stage. <laughs> that guy should have called himself Bob Ice. Bob Ice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he went by Bo Bice. And Evanescence in uh, well, that factors into Head's daughter's wheelhouse because aren't they uh, like secret Christian rock group? Isn't that their whole vibe? Yes. They well, they used to be.
be. And I think they realized they weren't selling enough records and pulled a Katy Perry and decided mm. they're not they're not a yeah. god band anymore. See, that's that's Evanescence is one that like missed me fucking entirely. Like I same I, I, I barely had a foothold in corn, you know, for a couple of years. The uh, Evanescence was just so I had no, no I they felt were like not on my radar. Escape Evanescence. Way. They were like, you know, that like wake me up. I mean, yeah, and I hated that fucking song. That was a terrible song. I would hear that song every once in a while in like a, I don't know a movie trailer or, or something, but I wasn't. This is it. I don't know. I feel like Evanescence was made so that they could be a B side to an Underworld soundtrack. So Head and the Kid are at this <laughs> festival because she wants to see Head and the Kid. Holy <laughs> shit! That, that's a that's a lone wolf and cub adventure. So that's the that's the new Mandalorian right there. Head and the Kid. I would watch Head and the Kid for sure. <laughs> While he was there, he played on stage with the band Red. Head played with Red? Come on. What is this, uh, a rhyming what dictionary? What are we doing, Redhead? <laughs> Just call the band Ginger. I mean, come on. So he plays with Red, and Fieldy watches his performance because Corn oh is also on the Carolina Rebellion Festival that year. I just, I just, I want to say, I, this whole story, what we're, what we're about to get into here is so wonderful and beautiful, yeah. and I love it, and it's so cinematic. Like, when I read this, I picture, I, this is a scene in a movie. Like, sure. I want, I want someone to make a movie about Corn now. Just so we can have this scene. And call it Head and the Kid. Yeah, call it Head and the Kid. Yeah, Head and the Kid. Yeah, in it on the DVD, which you can you can watch on YouTube, we'll link to it. They they show most of these events. And it, it is it's pretty heartwarming stuff. Basically they fieldy watches Head's performance and he's like, Hey, why don't you come hang out on the tour bus with us? And he goes and hangs out and they have a meet and greet scheduled with the fans. And Jay Devil overcomes his animosity and is like, hey, why don't you come uh, do this meet and greet? Which right off the bat, if you're a Corn fan and you're at this meet and greet and Head hasn't been in the band, I'd lose my shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now he just comes walking through that autograph line. That's fucking great. Yeah, it's a WrestleMania moment. It's like, it's it's great. And then Corn played the next night. And when they played, they just set up a guitar and amp for Head without, like, even really asking him about it. And then they were just like, you want to you wanna come play? Why don't, we, why, don't we, why don't we go play? And he comes out, and they play the song where Jay devil says, Are you ready? <laughs> it says blind, isn't it? Isn't that blind? Blind. Blind. Yeah. Blind, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blind, blind. blind. Yeah. And they play blind, and Head comes out to play it they do the a big build up uh, about announcing him and it is a genuinely cool moment like if you were a corn fan who just happened to be at the fucking carolina rebellion festival and then that happens oh you would it would be so great yeah you'd lose your goddamn mind but if i'm the the guitar player who's been touring with corn at that point i'm like well <laughs> this job's over there's no way i go back to being in the band after this yeah, well, the scene in the movie after that, too, is that guy, like, calling Updating his, his LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> I am available. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's him reactivating his Postmates card. That's the thing. I don't think they ever used a touring 
guitar player. I don't think they replaced Head, which I, I like when bands do that. That's weird because usually you cut off one head to grow back and it's played. Oh, oh that's boy. a Hydra. That's a high. I'm sorry. That's a <laughs> diff- different thing. Yeah, I don't know that they ever had a touring guitar player. Sometimes bands just don't replace a member. My favorite band, The Coat Hangers, had a keyboard player on their first three albums. And then there was some kind of falling out or something, and she ended up leaving the band. And now they just don't have a keyboard player anymore. And they took all her parts off that last album she was no, on. They, they had a guy playing guitar, and they fired him after the unplugged thing, because they like, got into it. Like, he pissed Monkey off. We talked about it on an episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I... Look. But I, I don't <laughs> think they ever hired a permanent, like, touring guitar player to replace Head. Because here's the thing. You think you wouldn't notice. I feel like you do notice when Head is back in the band, but... Like at a show, you're not you're not going to be able to tell. There's so much happening in corn songs anyway. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Maybe they did. Travis seems really bent out I'm of shape. I'm really about bent. Them not- uh, yeah. No, I just I'm I'm super curious if they did. It looks like it looks like they did have somebody. I don't know. When you go and you look at the timeline, it's like there's so many people who've been in and out of the band <laughs> over time. Yeah. Who knows? But. They, I don't think they had another guitar player on stage that night. Travis is not going to give up on. I'm, I'm, I'm willing this. to let it go. I'm. This is just my own curiosity at this point. You, you bookmark that page. <laughs> Bookmarked it. Walking away. <laughs> so after that moment, they decide to record an album, and that album is the Paradigm Shift, recorded at Buck Owens Studios in Oildale, California. Former meth capital of the United States, according to Head. So great place to bring your recovering drug addict who just rejoined the band. Great place to go record, I suppose. Record. But uh, I feel like it worked. I, I feel like... Come on, they didn't record it at the Shuck Owens studio. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this guy. This guy right here. Uh, he like, gets it. Everybody tip your waitress, please. Did everyone listen to this album? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've listened to some of it. <laughs> that's, that's every corn album we go. I'm like, I listen to some of it. I actually, I like all of these last three yeah, corn me too. albums. Me too. I like them all. I wouldn't have expected Head returning to make that much difference. He does though. Yeah, on this album, they sound like corn again. Yeah. Even though they already were trying to remember who they were previous to this. Well, but that's because they looked in the mirror. They took a look in the mirror, you know? But they saw us yeah. on the other side. Yeah, but that's why they got confused and tried to remember who they are. That's That makes sense. And then and then once they got finished remembering who they were, as a paradigm shift. It was very confusing. And, and, and of course, corn fusion can lead to pain, and that's and the, there's a paradox there, and, the, and it's the serenity of suffering. And then when all is said and done, it just means nothing. Can we focus on the issues? God, Please. you're right. Twist. Wow. <laughs> So the reviews for this album are generally positive, but I think this is still in that point in history where you can't really trust a review of a Korn album because well, it, yeah. they had all that new metal stink on them by that point. Well, yeah, and it's like Korn's like the fucking Undertaker, man. They just, they never go away. They just they keep- ha- And they don't have any blood. They keep, and they don't have any blood. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Oh no, the blood. 
Yeah, they just never go away. I mean, they, I don't think they ever did any. They ever they didn't work with Kid Rock, so they're better than the Undertaker in that regard. But it's like people watching the Undertaker wrestle, Undertaker still wrestle. Like at to a certain point, there's like some people that are still on board, but the majority of people are like, we can't take this seriously. What are you doing? And I just think that that's even aside from the new metal thing, like Corn. It's just like they're at this point where they're never like they weren't taken seriously when they when they were popular. Right. So, like, critics now aren't going to, you know, in 2013 or whatever, critics aren't going to be like, oh, you know what is really good is this corn record. Sure. And the paradigm shift, from what I remember of it, is actually an improvement on the original corn sound. So you can't be a quote-unquote new metal band and actually finally be striking different kind of ground with your records and have a 2013 record reviewer not be snarky to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, this is an example of what I'm talking about. This is a review from the website Bloody Disgusting. Which is a horror movie news website. Like, what are they even doing? Like, they do this, like, horror-adjacent stuff where they, they break metal band news and, like, video game news. But, like, come on. This is a quote from their review. John, sweetie, honey, we all know you have depression and you had it rough as a kid. You made that abundantly clear, and I get it. I'm bipolar. I deal with it every day, and I probably had a shittier childhood and adulthood than you. But at some point, you've got to grow up, deal with your issues, and get the hell over them. Uh, Ah, deal with your issues. Uh, (laughs) Get it? uh. You can only use your damaged heart and mind material for so long before it becomes old hat. And here's the thing. She's right, but also... No one gives a fuck about your bipolar disorder in this review, lady. Yeah. That's one of my least favorite things when someone's like, oh, you're sad? Wait till you hear how sad I am. Yeah. I'll show you who's sad. That review just says to me, I wish I used my depression to create something. Instead, I'm just mad I didn't. Yeah, it comes off as kind of bitter. But I mean, like, to me, it's not even about, like, it becoming old hat. It's just that, like, he never really up until now has never really showed any like greater understanding of you know his trauma and damage and everything like it's you know he never like evolves in the way that he speaks about it or addresses it and to me that's the issue it's not the fact that he's still writing songs about being depressed or being anxious it's that like he still seems to be in the same place for the most part except the very first fucking uh, track on this album pray for me the lyrics it's like Wait, holy shit, is this emotional growth I'm hearing in a corn song? Is Jonathan Davis, there's a line, I think I owe you an apology? Jonathan Davis is like owning up to something? Jay Devil is taking emotional responsibility? That's amazing. It's like mind-blowing. But the twist is he's apologizing for that dubstep album. That's what he's apologizing. (laughs) I owe you an apology. Sorry. I thought this was going to be bigger than it is. He really has nothing to be sorry about there. Because, look, you're you're outnumbered. (laughs) (laughs) I still like the dubstep album. I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought this album was their best since MTV Unplugged or maybe Untouchables. It was, I enjoyed it a whole lot. Yeah, that's great. I mean, Never Never is idiotic. I'm not, Yeah, uh, I, I've made it pretty clear that of, of the three of us, I am least on the corn train. 
This one has a sonic landscape and tells a story musically more so than the other albums I've listened to or tried to listen to. I think that these last three records all do that. I think that all three of these last, these most recent records do that. And I was not a fan of the nothing before because I'd heard it before, but now I'm, I'm into that record. And I think this record is like, it is kind of fuck. Cause it, it'd be so easy to just be like, here's the thing about the paradigm shift. <laughs> it's not, but it is <laughs> like yeah. it charts. It charts some self-awareness and some and some uh, ambition. And yeah, it creates there's a sonic landscape, there's musical storytelling. Um, there's there's honesty in a way. That, I mean, he's still not a poet or anything, you know, but Jay Devil's going to be Jay Devil. You can't yeah. expect him to suddenly become, you know. Yeah, and he's not in, that. But he's at the very least interrogating these issues and these themes a little more and not his band members anymore. So that's growth. That's yeah. growth on his part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it is growth. And, and all three of these records, I think, continue to grow. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think the, the fact that Head returned, it really made a difference in that this is the first time since, again, M- MTV un- Unplugged, maybe even Untouchables, where it feels like they're not trying too hard. Like they... Once Head left, like all of those albums were sort of a reinvention of sorts. And each time, I, I mean, see you on the other side. Wait, are we? Was Head solid. was Head the spine of this band all along? Well, here's the thing: in the DVD, the way he describes it, they called him something like the Strikeout Kid. Because he would, when they were writing songs, he would be the one who because would... Because his minor league baseball career didn't go so well. <laughs> because he would be the one who would come up with a riff, and more times than not, they would go, eh, maybe, maybe try something else. And he said he came back to the next album, because he's featured on the paradigm shift, but the Serenity of Suffering, the next album, which came out in 2016, mm-hmm. is the one where... He's really more active in the writing and whatnot. Also, I think Serenity of Suffering might be my favorite of the three. It's a good album. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe I'm saying any of this. I know. It's it's, it's really bizarre. <laughs> and that's the one that has the cover that's basically like every theme they've all always done, right? It's the worst fucking cover of a record ever. And that's... I... It's, it, it's... Okay, it's the worst corn record cover, which even right there is putting it in a fucking special place <laughs> because very few bands, I think, at least on the tier of corn, have as many awful album covers as corn does. Yeah, this one features the doll from the Issues album cover. Yeah, but, but it's like a-, a but it's a stuffed animal that a kid won at this demonic carnival. And again, it's another kid yeah. looking like they're about to be abducted for nefarious purposes. Not that there's I mean, yeah, abduction well, itself is a nefarious purpose. Yeah, I was going to say, who abducts a kid for a, an altruistic purpose? What I mean, it's like Chuck E. Cheese, kid, whether you like it or not. Get in my van. There's ice cream in here. And plenty of comfortable seating. I'm going to drive you to a place where your family can afford Hi, sensible you don't know housing. Me. I'm a stranger picking you up from school, but I really am just going to drive you home. I just, yeah. What you're describing is a bus driver. <laughs> This is an absurdly heavy record. It yeah. was originally written on eight-string guitars. 
Hell but yeah. Those recordings were scrapped because Jonathan Davis didn't think it sounded like corn. I mean, motherfucker, you've done a dubstep record at this point. What does corn sound like? I mean, it seems like he made the right choice, though. It's still a very heavy record. Yeah, it's still a very heavy record. And I'm just saying, like, recognize your own inconsistency. True. That's true. This was produced by Nick Raskulinitz. You know, Nick. That guy. Nicky Rest. I know him. He's great. Nick, Nicky Rask. There were no computers involved in the are, writing. What? The, I don't know who you're talking about. You don't know joke? the Rask? Oh, his nickname is, is Rasputin because he can't die. <laughs> and because he yeah. was a giant dick. Yeah, he's an advisor to Russia, too. <laughs> no computers involved in the writing process, which that's probably rare for an album in 2016. I like that kind of shit. I'm trying to understand what the, like what's the cutoff for not using a computer. Yeah, I'm not sure. They, they, well, here's a quote. Because if you emailed me a call sheet for rehearsal, you used a computer. Well, yeah, I, 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 I'm sure they sent some emails back and forth and things like that. <laughs> okay. I think they just mean like the <laughs> tracking of music. All right, guys, we've made this commitment. You're no one's allowed to get on Facebook while we're no recording technology. this album. Okay, here's the thing. You've seen Rocky Four, right? <laughs> we're Rocky. They recorded this, this on a side of beef. <laughs> I mean, you know, if it I, had I'd been Albini it. producing it, <laughs> he would have put them in South Dakota. This is a quote. We'd been writing basically to computers for a while. So Nick came in and he was like, no computers. We're just going to jam. We're going to do it like a band. And I'm like, this guy's out of here in my head because it's much more hard work. And that quote is either from Ray Luzier, Monkey, or Head. This bullshit <laughs> iHeartRadio article I'm quoting it from cannot be bothered to specify which of the three said this. Jesus. I'm hoping all three of them just completed that sentence. They each said a portion <laughs> and just kind of completed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah it does say exquisite the, corpsed it. It does say the band told us. So I hope they said that in unison, very slow and very creepy. And this is when uh, this is when Corn was really into improv games, <laughs> where they had to do all of these things. Yeah, except Ray. Ray kept uh, Ray kept escalating too much. Yes, and I just keep forgetting that Ray's in the band and he's still around. Ray, if you watch the DVD for the what was the previous album, The Paradigm Shift, The Paradigm Shift, that guy could not be happier to be in Corn. <laughs> It's so, so adorable. He's just like, you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I show up. I play drums for corn. It's great. I'm so happy. It's like, uh, it's like he was granted something from the Make a Cobb Foundation. <laughs> I get it because corn. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, guys. Dreams do corn true. It corn happened to you. So I don't know who said that quote, but I do agree with him that hard work is fucking bullshit. Yeah. So, yeah. Amen, yeah. brother. Amen. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're on the same page there. This is uh, a quote about the title of the album, The Serenity of Suffering. Something got Jonathan thinking along those lines. He suffers a lot in life. He calls it bad luck. And that's a little foreshadowing there. Oh, boy. He just goes through a lot of pain, more than the normal person. He just said that he finds serenity in that. Because if he's not suffering, then he doesn't feel himself. But the irony of it is that so many fans that hear his lyrics find serenity in his suffering... Because they go through the same things and challenges and anxiety and problems that he does, and they relate to that. 
So there's that fan connection for sure. He's like a voice for the wounded. It seems like Korn's always been more than music. It's really cool. Well, that is really poignant and a lot, like, has a lot more depth to it than I would expect. Who said that? Uh, that would either be Ray Luzier, Monkey, or Head. Because again, oh, okay, so again, no fucking, they, yeah. they don't attribute it to anyone. They just say the band told us. The band told us. Again, they said it in unison. It was actually it was, it was a whole it. scene they acted yeah. out. Like they were like, "Hey, can I get a, a place?" And somebody was like, "Anxiety," and then they just they, yeah. they went with it. I believe that they spoke like a Greek cornrus. <laughs> <laughs> but once again, this album's really good. Yeah, I can relate a lot to this idea of, you know, the the serenity of suffering, quote unquote, like this idea that like, it's what you're comfortable in, you know, it's sure. If, but if I also would say one year of therapy and you'll realize that's flawed thinking. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it takes a lot of, you know, work to undo it. We all know how corn feels about work. Sure. Oh, hard work apparently. is bullshit, though, but. Anytime someone says, that's just how I am, you have encountered an asshole. No question. <laughs> well, yeah, no, for sure. For sure. It's a good album, though. I just, yeah, it's a great album. Like, for one, uh, just it opens up with Insane, which just that rules. Like, Yeah, that's that a great tr- fucking that, song. That track is just like, fuck you, we're in, you know? And then the second, uh, Rotting in Vain is a great song, too. But also, the fucking Black scat- is the soul. Black is the soul has some cool fucking production on it. Yeah, I think the I think the whole record. That's the one. Is Corey Taylor on that one? I think that's the one no, Corey he's, Taylor's on. He's on a uh, different world. Oh, the spinoff from the yeah, Cosby yeah, Show. Yeah, yeah. He was <laughs> Corey Taylor was on Different World, uh, the he television show. Uh, he was one of the professors, actually. <laughs> oh my god, I would fucking give anything for that to exist. Yeah, but that's uh, Rotting in Vain is the one that's track two that has the the scat is back. Jonathan David. (laughs) That should have been the name of the fucking album. Scorn, whatever number this is, the scat is back. (laughs) But that's how I felt like it was like the for a fan when and this might just be because this is the record that I got high right before listening to. Sure. But uh, like, I'll tell you this. I think I, I think if you probably did a, ch- uh, a re-listen through of the show and f- try to find which corn records I liked the best, like the ones that I'm really praising, mm-hmm. guaranteed I re- got real high and did the dishes while listening to it. Like I, I'm pretty sure that there's and a, there's Andy, a that was line. their intent when they made a record. They were like, "We need somebody high doing chores corn, while they're listening it's to this." Good music to get high and do chores to. <laughs> I would agree with that. Uh, but the scat, when I heard the scat stuff back, I was just like, oh, I'm home again. I'm ho-. It was like seeing Head with the band again. It was just like, wow, we're back. Corn is if back. If there's any possible way that we actually have either representation or actual members of Corn listening to this, please do a cover of I'm the Scat Man as Corn. <laughs> Holy that shit. That would be. <laughs> The Scott Man. <laughs> I would fucking love that so much. I that, would too. I I feel like if that happens, we are assured our place in heaven. The three Absolutely. of us. Absolutely. By uh, head. By yeah, we're just gonna follow <laughs> head to heaven. 
You know what I'm bummed about is I keep seeing it. It's still listed as a possibility for us or uh, to go to is the system of a down helmet corn faith no more russian circles concert that was happening like right Dude. as the shutdown started mm. i would go to that i don't think i was that on board back in march but i would fucking buy a ticket at a scalper price right now to go to it Same. Dude, yeah yeah i mean look russian circles right off the bat fucking sure. amazing you know i'm on I, i'm i was uh, before i was like i will endure x band to see rest of lineup now i'm like i'm actually interested in seeing every band perform oh yeah I mean, System of a Down's not working with the Trump guy anymore, right? Like, they're not... No, they have a trumpet guy. No, they, <laughs> they're, oh, they're Scott, Scott band, band now. now. Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It's the guy from... Yeah, they're... Um, they're still working s- with him. System of a Mustard Plug. Uh, he didn't... <laughs> he just came out as a Trump guy. I don't think they quit working with him. Well, that, who's, a, is, who's a Trump guy? Wh- um, the drummer. Yeah. Oh, oh. So that's the thing, is that Serge Tankian and the rest of the band... Could not most- be more progressive than... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the well, guy. they can't. That's why they can't. I don't think that's why they've recorded any albums together in fucking forever. Interesting. Because they keep talking about recording together again, and then it just doesn't happen. And I think it's because this guy's politics are so fucked Yikes. up. Um, I met Serge Tankian last year. Real nice dude. Yeah, I would definitely go see. I want to go see Corn in concert. I do too now. I really want to see. And this is the thing. I'm glad I didn't go see them back when I had the chance in like 1998 or whatever. I want to see them now. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to see a previous version. I want to see this version of Corn. I want to see the 2020, 2021, whenever we can go see live shows again, version of Corn. That's what I want to see. I like people have been talking right now about, you know, oh, where's Rage Against the Machine during this? We need a Trump administration Rage Against the Machine album. Fuck that. I want a Corn Trump administration record. Hell yeah. I would be all for it. Yeah, the what happens with Korn over the course of these last three albums is going to sound super weird. Kind of reminds me of U2. I, what? Um, U2, remember, they, like, they were huge throughout most of the 80s. Mm-hmm. And then they put out that uh, Zuropa album, and yeah. people were like, eh, that's, or was it called Pop? One of the two. Oh right, yeah. Well, pop was pop was like mid nineties. Zuropa yeah. was uh, was like early nineties. What's the one and where they came out of a lemon during the concert? That's pop. That's Zoo pop. TV. Yeah. It was a Zoo TV tour, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. And they were doing all that shit, and people weren't that into it. And it seemed like U two was yeah. kind of tailing off. And then in two thousand, they put out all that you can't leave behind, which is one of their best fucking albums, and it just revives their career and i wish that could happen for corn and it never will because this out the paradigm shift and this album both i think are at least musically they're that moment for corn where things had been not going that great and then they just fucking find it again and no one is ever going to give them credit for that no because they weren't nobody was giving them credit you know again that's their their whole story they played with that festival early on, right? With the what Sonic Youth and uh, and our good friend Brian Warner. Oh fuck, that's right, that's right, that's right. It's like even that, yeah. Mar- Marilyn Manson's dunking on you at your at the height of your popularity. You're not. No one is going to revisit Corn except for us. It's up to us to get the word out 
about corn. Are we the corn goonies? Down we, here is our time. <laughs> it's, our, it's our time, corn here. Yeah, as mad as people got about us doing a podcast about a band we hate. Yeah. <laughs> how about how about the way this podcast is ending, motherfuckers? Yeah, I don't hate the band. I am a child of the corn now. Yeah. Yeah, I never hated the band, but that's why we do this. Because, at least for me, I'm trying to figure out why people like these bands and why they're so enduring. And I feel like we figured it out with corn a little bit. But I also feel like, as we figured it out, corn figured it out. Like, corn went through a whole period where they weren't really corn. Let's not forget, one of these records came out last year. <laughs> like... I think the first season of our podcast predates one of these records. I think you're right. Our first harvest, but yes, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to, this is, this is a one more thing I will say about oh boy. the serenity of suffering is that it's the first corn record that like past records there have been, I've, I think I've complained a little bit about like, well, yeah, they were doing this thing that this band did and it right. just makes me, it just makes me want to listen to that. But you know what I mean? Like this record makes me want this song on this record makes me want to listen to cave in because it sounds like cave in and I just want to listen to cave in. Sure. Or this song sounds like junius and I'd rather just listen to junius. You know, this is the first record of theirs where I'm hearing little cues and callbacks and things and, and references in it. And it's making me want to keep listening to this record. Like I don't, I'll think of another band. I'll think like, I'll think of system of a down or Junius or, 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 um, something, you know, and I'll, and I'll just be like, yeah, but I'm digging this right now. So I'm going to keep, I want to hear more of this. This is exciting. And I, I, the first corn record that did that. It's uh, to kind of me. add on to that. I would say serenity of suffering is the first one that I hear the influences, but I don't feel like it's a tribute anymore. I feel like it's actually part of what's happening. Yeah, exactly. It feels like it's, it's a part of their identity. Now it's not them forcing a sound that they're unfamiliar with or, or trying to point to something else It's them embracing it. You know, it's like, it's who they are now. They are remembering who they are. Yeah. Now they're finally remembering who they are. Yeah. It's, it's really, this, this record is on a path to totality right yeah i hopefully it doesn't end in nothing or hopefully it does i mean it Ooh. ends in something i feel like it, it does but before we get to their most recent album uh if you were waiting for this podcast to get really really sad it is go time everybody because in august 2018 jonathan davis wife devin davis died at the age of 39 after ingesting a lethal combination of drugs. Toxicology reports showed heroin, clonazepam, topiramate, and fluoxetine in her system when she died. Death was ruled an accident. The two were estranged at the time. In 2016, Jonathan filed for divorce and also filed a domestic violence restraining order, which prohibited Devin from visiting their two children or having any contact with the family dog. Dang. Yeah, well, there's there's gonna be there's there's a dark story behind that restraining order. Oh, one hundred percent. I I'm not saying I want to know, but I want to know. Yeah, she had gotten sober shortly before her death, but then relapsed. This is part of the statement Jonathan Davis released after she died. Over the past decade, my wife has been very sick. She had a serious mental illness, and her addiction was a side effect. I loved her with all of my being when she was her true self she was an amazing wife amazing mother and amazing friend 
So that's fucking sad. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's real rough, but it's also like, Hey, okay, Jonathan Davis, I'm sorry about every mean thing I said now. Like what an adult thing to say. What an, what an adult and, and just truly good spirited way to handle that. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I guess the, the bright side is the next album, which is called the nothing that uh, came out just last year. It's fucking great. Yeah, it's really and good. It yeah. is. It's mostly about his wife. Much better and, cover art than uh, Serenity of Suffering, too. Yeah, it looks like the cover of the movie The Game. Yeah, the, the <laughs> cover art is great. Critically acclaimed album. Currently holds an 83 out of 100 ranking on Metacritic. That's a strong B, everybody. So, so what we were saying is kind of wrong. Like, at some point, people did recognize, like, wait a second. Yeah, and ironically, they recognized it at the exact moment we were going hard making fun of Corn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We're like, oh, I can't wait to get to that newest album. I bet it's trash. I can't (laughs) wait to take a steaming corn dump on corn. Oh, there's been tragedy and they made an album that's pretty good? Fuck. What kind of misogynist horseshit does Jonathan Davis spew in this record? Oh, my God. What? (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, The album title is a reference to a villain in the never-ending story. Yep. Oh, that nothing. Sure. Yeah, that nothing. Which is like... It's perfect because that's what depression feels like, you know? Yeah. And he's actually got a pretty interesting explanation for it. I was struggling with the thing that's chasing me. That's always fucking with me. I tried to give it a name and it just fit. When all that shit went down with Devin and my son, it seemed like the powers that be were keeping me from making the record. I sound crazy when I talk about it, but one thing after another would happen. My mics would break. Stuff at the studio would break. Things would happen at home. Whatever it was, it was keeping me from doing what I was doing. It's always been the case with me. Also, all the times you hear Jonathan Davis break down crying on this album, he is actually crying because of his recently deceased wife. It, sound, it sounds real awkward when he does, and it's like, I mean, that's, that's, it's real, though. The intro of this album is a good example of that, which the intro I think is really oh, interesting. It's so good. It's the bagpipes are back. Yeah. The yeah. bagpipes. Yeah. We got the pipes back, but they're also, it's a, it's the funeral pipes, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, look, I'm not, you know, they're not party pipes for sure, but, and he, at the end of that intro song, just starts screaming. Why did you leave? And just starts sobbing and a whole lot of moments like that throughout mm-hmm. this album who was that producer who wanted them to get to this place emotionally when he was torturing them ross robinson <laughs> so ross robinson got his twisted witch wish like years later yeah well he was holding a monkey's paw in the studio when they were recording that other record and was just like god i wish you would get it you know and then this is a quote from jonathan davis i went through hell last year and had to purge what i was going through and bring the listener through that experience. I don't know how to explain it, but it takes me over. When you hear me break down and cry, that's not fake. It's how I get it out. Some people go to a shrink. My music is that for me. Here's what I love about this album. For the first time, I understand why Jonathan Davis is sad. Yeah, but I do want to point out, though, Jonathan also go to a shrink. 
Like, like yes, it's it's important to do that with your music, but also therapy is is uh, you should do it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he he does. Yeah. Also, but yeah, like up to this point, like you would hear like the last two corn records before this sound really great, but and and Andy's right, there is a little growth in Jonathan Davis over those last two records, but so I guess up to that point, you would like the songs would sound cool, mm-hmm. and then Jonathan Davis would start singing, and it's like, all right, this is a cool song, but what are you so fucking sad about, dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like this kind of explains it because a toxic relationship is not good. And it seems like he was in one for the entirety of their fucking career. And I guess I understand why he would be a little vague about his complaints. And sometimes he wasn't. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it got very misogynistic, but it got misogynistic at a time when like it wasn't unusual for songs to be that way for a man to have been wronged by a woman yeah. and he calls her a bitch yeah, on a and, song like, i mean like emo was doing that too you know what i mean like emo phillips yeah, yeah emo <laughs> <laughs> yeah fuck you bitch <laughs> so i started saying what's your problem bitch <laughs> <laughs> hashtag not all men <laughs> So you want to play that game, bitch? <laughs> I've been red-pilled. I don't know why I like gave him half Boris Karloff there. I don't um, either, but I liked it. Uh, yeah, no, it, it makes sense that he's... If you're in a toxic relationship and you're trying to like communicate what's important to you, blah, 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 like, and you're, and you're seeing this as therapy, that's rigid and clumsy and, and awkward, and it's going to come out in these fits and spurts, and it's not always going to be... You know, it's a lot of it's just going to be reaction. So it explains why a lot of his stuff was, you know, maybe not. uh, He hadn't been challenging himself when he was doing it, as opposed to this is something that, you know, you go through a loss like this. This is grief. This is bereavement. This is huge. And you have to kind of do a lot of sitting with it. I mean, there's that track, uh, The Gravity of Discomfort. Perfect fucking example of that. Like, that is the gravity of discomfort, man, is like having the process of processing all of this. So it would, you know, and I, I don't want to say silver lining or whatever, because it's fucking tragic. Um, if he was, you know, if, if he was in an abusive relationship, uh, leading up to then this horrible way for that to end. Uh, but it's also a thing that like happens all the time and a lot of people can relate to. So I don't know, man, I just like this record. That track cold is fucking whoa. Andy Sell says that track cold is fucking whoa. Harder is a banger. Like harder is a banger. Wait, that's how you're supposed to say that is harder. The H at R D three R. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, I would imagine hat threeder hoarder. Maybe hate redder. Hate redder. That's how it's hate redder. It's a hate, hate redder. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. It's, uh, just hearing like knowing the the background of this album makes it all the more impactful like it's just a it's a genuinely heartbreaking record it's a good record but he's also having a lot of fun here and there like there's there's songs where he's doing things vocally that are like shit he probably wouldn't have thought of to do before or stuff that he maybe was self-conscious about doing but now he's like kind of free to just fuck with it and it i don't know 
but there's also that thing too. And I think it's what we we're talking about a little bit earlier is Adam, when you were like, why are you so fucking sad? I mean, the early record, it's like, okay, maybe you're talking about some kind of traumatic event you know, that happened to you when you were little, but then some of the later records, it was just like, fuck you head for leaving the band. Like, why don't you fucking cry about it? You know, like the stuff that he was writing these songs about didn't have a lot of real emotional weight to them. Whereas this is real tragedy. He's dealing with real adult shit that you have to deal with. Also, we've kind of had a twist in this episode alone because we started out with, Oh, check it out. J devil's a piece of shit (laughs) because he's such an asshole about head. And he, and also like, yeah, admittedly so many of those songs, like toxic relationship or not, he was being fucking petty about the guy leaving his band, but there's so much more immediacy to this Mm -hmm. record. Yeah. The last song it's called surrender to failure and woof. Yeah. That is a heavy ending where he just keeps saying, saying I failed over and over. Yeah. Woof. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah, it's a hard listen in that way, like when you know what he's talking about, but god damn it, it's a good record. Like yeah. fucking leave it to corn <laughs> to put out a good record in 2019. To pull some shit like this. Like less than six months before everything went to shit, corn released one of the best <laughs> records I've heard in the last five years. Also, too, can we make the throwback sitcom Leave It to Corn? Where it's it's I would love that show. There is one one piece of comedy attached to this album, which is that they also released a podcast. What? Kind of. Called Corn Presents the Nothing. Oh. And here's how fitting that title is. The Nothing is the exact number of episodes they actually released. <laughs> yeah. So Ghoul, there is- Ghoul School has them beat by a little bit. There is a trailer for it out there on the internet and no episodes. Is, is it, but what kind of show? Is it just them talking about the record? They're not even on They're it. They're not involved in any way. They're involved in zero way except for the corn presents being the words of the title of the podcast. Like it's a fictional drama podcast. It's, oh. it's like, it's like the black tapes. It's about, it's a, it's a fictional drama audio, um, narrative fiction well podcast. maybe they're still working on it and i can direct it i would be very excited to work with corn after this I, dude i'll be a voice actor in it if they need maybe we should just record it let's, re- it. let's, let's re- finish it for them let's record it we got uh, the premise we can write it yeah well the premise by the way big surprise uh it's about a, a kidnapped and murdered teenage girl uh, Wait, is it really? Yeah. The one from the album cover, yeah, actually. Yeah, the one probably from the album cover. I'm sure which, that... Which album cover girl are we, are we murdering? I don't know. There's like four of them. <laughs> P- take your pick. I think they're all the same one. Wow. Corn SVU. I love it. Uh, it's like uh, Corn Peaks. <laughs> corn Peaks. Agent, Agent Dale, Agent J. Devil of the FBI is going into Corn Peaks to... It, it takes place in Kansas, this woman's been, or this teenage girl was missing. I don't and- know what's a bit and what's real anymore. I can't tell <laughs> when you're riffing and when you're telling no, the actual is, information. It's all true. This, this is true. This part's true. <laughs> it takes place in Kansas. A, a a journalist, a fictional journalist, is investigating the disappearance of a teenage girl and uncovers a cult. No one from court in the trailer for the episodes, because uh, that's all that exists is this teaser trailer. 
and it's like it sounds like black tapes or or limetown or something like that if you've listened to those and then it gives credits for like the writing and directing and acting in it no one from corn is mentioned in any way for any of it did they just like the story i don't know if it's something like where they were like hey if our what if our album covers told a story and then they hired some people or if they were like let's get some of that sweet sweet podcasting money man this is hard yeah maybe they just realized podcasts don't make money (laughs) honestly i think that's what happened um it seems like it because it should be you know it was last year that the that it came out like fall maybe it's just a real maybe it's only on the dark web (laughs) but nevertheless if you google corn podcast that still comes up before ours. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they still have us beat. With zero episodes. They probably have more reviews than we do, too. They probably have more positive reviews. Oh, <laughs> shit. fans. Hey, if you wrote us a negative review, I'd like to let you know I've never read one and I don't give a shit. Yeah. I just want you to know, Twist, we like corn now. Yeah. How do you, how do you feel about that? Yeah, how do you feel about that shit? Probably pretty bad. I feel like I'm... I'm going to listen to the Nothing quite a bit. Mm. It's a good album. I'm going to listen to the Nothing podcast quite a bit. It sounds very interesting. <laughs> so, do we have any final thoughts on Corn before we wrap this series up? I feel like it's ending at a good spot. We really came full circle where at the beginning we weren't too keen on Corn. I'll say and now <laughs> I, I, to use my train metaphor, I was never originally on the Corn train. And I didn't get all the way up to the first class compartment, but I am having lunch in the dining car. Are you riding in uh, Cornch? I'm riding in Cornch. Yeah, I'm in Cornch. I definitely have a Cornch <laughs> ticket for sure. Andy, how about you? Any final thoughts on corn? I'm a colonel, baby. What's up, corn muffins? <laughs> Are you ready? For Cedar Rapids Colonels baseball. I put it in the chat for us, and I'm 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 tempted to pull the trigger on this. There's corn face masks that you can get. It <laughs> oh, yes. It just says corn on it oh, in the in the corn font. I'm and out. Yeah, and I'm you're out. out? I, if I want to wear a corn mask, I want it to be the bottom half of, jo- of Jonathan Davis's face. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> that is the corn mask I want. That is the corn mask I deserve. Yeah, I would agree with that. I 100% would wear that if they could have it with him smiling with his quote unquote messed up teeth. Like that would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad Korn is still making music. I'm glad they didn't throw in the towel and I'm glad they seem to have over these past three albums turned it around quite a bit. They're fucking good. I can't. They are really good albums. I've said it a few times during this show about how it's crazy that they never gave up, that they went through all this stuff and never stopped. But if they had quit before this section, I I just feel like the world would be poorer for it. Like, I'm, I'm glad they didn't throw in the towel after Unplugged. I'm glad they didn't throw in the towel after any of those shitty records, including the dubstep one, which I kind of like. Like, I... And there's some of those records in there still I like, but I've yeah. never really like for some reason it feels like a redemption arc with these last three records, even even with the tragic backstory for the final record. Andy, this whole twisted concept came up when you were giving me a ride home after we were doing three dollar pod, y'all, and we heard the like diss rap going on between the two of them. We're like, you know, what we should do is a corn podcast. It was it's the kind of idea that <laughs> drunk people have. 
but neither of us drink at the but time. But we were like, both out of our mind on Baja Blast well, at we the did. time. I think yeah, I, yeah. Blame, I mostly blame the high fructose corn syrup in the Baja Blast. Corn! Yeah. And all the, all the corn products in the Taco Bell that I ate that day. But yeah, it's literally because we were listening to that. We were like, oh, do you remember when corn did a diss... <laughs> A rap battle track with Fred Durst, and it's the most homophobic thing ever. And that got us to pod the life, everybody. And here we are. And and now, you know what? I don't know. Forty two records labor later. Uh, labor is the right labor, word. Labor is. That's what they call. That's what they call a uh, a Corndian slip. Um, uh, yeah, I'm like a colonel now. I'm a full on colonel, and not just because I'm a fan of the Cedar Rapids baseball team, but I am. But I'm minor a, league baseball is going away, so now I this is all I have. I'm a later colonel. I don't know if I'm an early colonel. I'm a later colonel. You know? Yeah, I'm. I feel like I will legitimately listen to their music more now. I, I feel like every time I have to get high and do the dishes, you know. Here we go. Put on the nothing. <laughs> so that's that's the series, folks. Wow, what a journey. We will be back. Probably like six weeks, two months, something like that. It'll be a little bit. Andy's got to move, and I got to... Yeah, it's going to be at least a month uh, before I get uh, before I have space to set up uh, recording equipment. And in that equipment. time, I have to read a book co-written by Marilyn Manson and fucking Neil Strauss. Are you going to le- read the Long Road... <laughs> ho- out of long, what is it? The Road Out of Hell book. Long Whatever Road Out of Hell. The Long Hard Road to hell to hell it's called it's not out of hell Something it's to like hell that. out of hell the song is long hard road out of hell isn't it i don't know the book very important I read stuff the book. yeah if we have that amount of time i might i might uh i might read that with you my friend yeah give it a read holy shit That's, should i read it too yeah, well you can say you will then we'll meet up six weeks later and you'll be like oh you know there was a thing i got uh, high you know, I, I got high listened to corn and did dishes i never I got around to reading the book <laughs> I don't have hands anymore. What? <laughs> I've washed Twist. my. I've washed yeah. my. I've scrubbed my hands off. That's what happens in Minneapolis. I don't know if you know this. I, what? It, nobody has hands in Minneapolis. Oh, weird. Yeah, it's yeah. too cold. Yeah. Way too cold. So uh, that's the series. Wow. We'll be back in. Uh, we'll be back soon with uh, the the Marilyn Manson season. I'm really excited about that. There's so many weird things about that guy's history and myths about him and rumors about him, plus the records he put out, plus all the shit attached to what it's like to know that guy. So I think that's going to be really fun, actually. Yeah, he's one of those people where I don't mind his music one bit. I think Marilyn Manson has a lot of really great songs, but... I feel like there will be no redemption arc for him as a person. Well, in that prob- podcast, you know, not. we didn't think that about corn, and look where we got. You know, who knows what hidden corn is hiding inside of Marilyn Manson? What was the last year that Marilyn Manson used the N word in a song? Twenty twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty one. His next record is just going to be called that. Um, yeah, no, he's 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 definitely a problematic figure. Um, but complicated, you know? Yeah. I still, I, I don't give a shit. I still love Antichrist Superstar. It's a great record. Yeah. Do we have anything to plug? I do. Before we get out of here? I am in a audio drama called Sentinels Point of No Return. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts. 
It's about corn's next album. <laughs> it, it does sound like the title of a corn record. Um, uh, unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech. Go subscribe there for a bunch of other podcasts. We'll be doing stuff on this channel while I'm researching the next season. I think we might do a podcast about Spike Lee. Not, not us. I'm going to just, while I'm researching Marilyn Manson, I have another podcast in the pipeline. So uh, be on the lookout with that. for that. I'll be doing that with my friend Sliceberg, who produces a lot of the intros for these podcasts. Ah, uh, Marilyn Manson, a Spike Lee joint. I want to see that movie. <laughs> I, I would love to see a Marilyn Manson movie directed, directed by, by Spike, Spike Lee. Lee. Yeah, be interesting. Just Marilyn Manson moving <laughs> in that way. Characters in Spike Lee movies move, but on stage. I love it. Uh, all right, let's get the fuck out of here. Travis, say goodbye. For the last time, my friends, goodbye. Andy, say goodbye. Goodbye. Before you do, Andy, I sure could use that hug. Just one more Los Angeles hug for your bear friend. Andy, hug your father. We are under specific orders from the governor and the mayor of Los Angeles, Eric Garcetti, who is a piece of shit. Andy, I just can you tell you, here's the biggest twist of the whole podcast. Barry the syphilis bear is your father. I didn't know how to tell you, Andy. <laughs> no, 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 One, it's not true. It can't it is be true. true. That's impossible. Is that what you're going to say? And then jump it's to your impossible. death? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Search your feelings, Andy. You know, it's true. God damn it. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bye. <laughs>